Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, listen up, everybody. We are doing a live podcast show on the 6th of April in London, Leicester Square. Myself and Tommy are going to be waffling in your eyes and ears. Yes, so sign up to the pre-sale link, which is in the description, and we'll maybe see you there on the 6th of April. Yeah! Waffling in your eyes. <laughs> Keep it. It's brilliant. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to the P One podcast with Matt and Tommy. It's race week. We're finally here, and today we are going to talk about the Jeddah Corniche Circuit, a circuit that has provided entertainment and controversy in equal measure. Aren't we, Tommy? We sure are. Yeah, it's it's a uh, one of those crazy tracks we've had. Two races there. Have to say, two very interesting races um, for many different reasons. Uh, but yeah, always, always talking points on this this circuit. Absolutely. If you're watching on video, you'll see right there. Thank you so much for the plaque. 100k. Boom. Uh, if you're on audio, sorry. Okay, let's get into a five-star <laughs> review, as we always do. If you want to have your review read out, give us a five-star stars there's plural and then let's know why you love this podcast this one comes in from nine inch whales from the united from the states of you, america uh, this is my request i think this is a good one and i can just imagine you doing it in the twitch deep voice mod okay so if anyone's listened to our twitch streams you've got like this voice mod and i i read this one i put it in the sheet and i could just already in my head it's the perfect one to do so once upon a time, there were two princes who ran away from home. Bravely, they set out on their own to build a new kingdom of memes and race cars. Join them on their magical quest for glory, for wheel. Perfect. There you go. Uh, hopefully that wasn't too scarring if you're listening on audio. Uh, <laughs> you, to be fair, only audio listeners get to hear this beautiful stuff. So uh, thank you for still listening after that. Okay. Our first thoughts on the Jeddah Corniche circuit. Do we love it or hate it? Before we get into our thoughts, let's share yours. We did a poll on YouTube where 43,000 of you voted. 17% said they love it. 42% said they like it. 31% think it's average, and 10% of you absolutely hate it. For me, from a racing spectacle, I think it's one of the best circuits on the calendar. Danger aside, that's the, that's the key thing here. When we're looking at actual the spectacle, the racing, the ability to overtake, it's one of the, it's just a slipstream fest, 
isn't it really? So no wonder it's actually pretty good uh, for racing, for overtaking. Any kind of crash can just show up a huge amount of spice. It is basically Monaco on steroids. And you know what? It has provided us with two incredible races so far. So from a racing spectacle, it is actually one of the better circuits, I would say, over the course of the entire calendar. Yeah, I absolutely love it as well. And I kind of, I'm one of these people where when safety got introduced, things like the halo and stuff, there are a few people and even drivers before saying like, oh no, it's dangerous part of Formula One and it should always be. And I am definitely not one of those people. I want it to be as safe as possible. However, there's something about Jeddah where that kind of, there's something so thrilling about it, even though I kind of, it makes me wince watching it. I can't remember how many times uh, the Max Verstappen lap that never was has popped up on my TikTok, the battle with Hamilton in 2021. And every Every single time time. I watch it, it still gets my heart pumping. It's absolutely incredible. There's just nothing... I I, I can't think of any more sort of thrilling Formula One action. The, the, The way they sort of... Because the walls are close, it's high speed. I think the camera angles really help as well because it looks fast. A lot of modern Formula One tracks have pretty woeful camera angles, in my opinion, where the cars look slow. It just looks spectacular. Got the sparks flying and stuff. And yeah, it's produced two banging races, so it's hard to hard to fault it. I know as well, Tommy, you're probably sat there watching that lap and then just there's part of you that's like, <laughs> maybe one of these times he'll actually finish it. Maybe he won't lock up at the final corner. Out of all the corners to have messed up as well. Like there were so many near misses over the course of that lap, but it was the final corner. Yeah, it was one of those. And you'll have those, you know, the haters going, well, it wasn't one of the best laps of all time because he didn't finish it. But up until that point, it was glorious uh, to watch. Um, Okay, cool. So, We've kind of assessed, yes, that it is a pretty awesome track. However, I also do very much believe it is a huge plane crash waiting to happen. And so does Formula One, because they have made some changes this year to improve safety. Well, we'll assess whether we actually think this is going to change the spectacle in terms of actually making it a safer environment for drivers. Um, But let's go through them. Turn 14 and turn 20... The barriers have been pushed back to open up the corner and provide better visibility for the drivers. Now, this is a key thing. When I'm actually looking at the pictures here, that does look a lot better because it's not necessarily the it's not the fact that it's high speed. It's not the fact that, you know, that that I don't know, there's 20, how many corners? 27 corners or, or anything like that. There's, it's not that. It's the fact that it's so high speed and there could have been a car that goes off or is going slowly, the driver who's on a hot lap or just racing doesn't see a yellow flag last minute and just steams into the back or into the side of a car that is maybe stricken. These pictures genuinely make it look a lot better. Uh, And so I'm, I'm really glad, actually, that this is the kind of changes that they've made. Because realistically, it is a purpose built circuit for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. They can make changes. It's in the middle of just this big, sparse land, and I'm glad that they've made this change. Yeah, me too. Looking at it, um, for for audio listeners that, that won't be watching on video, basically, it, it turn 14 and turn 20 are two of the quickest parts of the track, um, and the 
the kind of the barrier hugs the apex essentially, but they've moved that barrier away uh, by quite a margin. So now you can actually see around the corner, and that is the big thing from Saudi that's always made me feel quite nervous about a Formula One race is that if you did have a car going slowly or had a problem and you're flying around that corner at 180 miles an hour and there's someone doing 60 miles an hour, um, like, like Matt said, it's going to be a plane crash. Whereas if you look at look at it now, you'll be able to sort of see around that corner and see what what's coming ahead of you, which is which much, much better. Because I remember the incident where in 2021, when there was that kind of start crash and it was Perez that spun, there was a big bottleneck, Mazepin slammed into the back of, I want to say Latifi, can't remember which which Williams it was. Um, and that was quite a slow part of the track and it was the first lap. So the cars went at full speed. That incident happening at full speed on these kind of corners is a very, very, very scary prospect. So the fact that they've opened up those corners, people will be able to take to the runoff to avoid things. Uh, hopefully, uh, this is much, well, it is much, much better. Uh, whether there's more to be done is another question, but these two are definitely kind of two of the trigger points. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So are these changes enough? So obviously what, turn 14, turn 20, but there are many other parts of the track that are high speed, potentially very dangerous. Um, they have pushed the walls back at turns eight and 10, uh, which is just before where Mick Schumacher crashed. So I guess that's good. Of course, that that's a that's an area of the track that I believe, was that where uh, Hamilton and Mazepin had their their moments in practice? I think that was around turn eight. I think so. Yeah. Turn, turn eight, uh, turn 10 to turn four are basically the same. <laughs> they're, they're all really similar. So it's really I'm hard to tell. I'm pretty sure it was turn eight, um, yeah. which, uh, which, or turn seven, turn eight, that, that Mazepin and Hamilton had that very close uh, free practice moment. Um, so it's a good, Good thing that they've been pushing the walls back to improve visibility because that's the that's the key thing. But is it enough? You've got turns four, five, six, for example, which is exactly the same. But then you you weigh up. Okay, right. When are we getting not too safe? But when do we modify it too much that it actually loses that that element of wow, this is quick? Because I guess the whole point of uh, this Jeddah Cornish circuit is the fact that the walls are close and it is a very high speed street track. That it is a difficult balancing act but i am glad to see that turns eight and ten have changed as well slightly as well as adding beveled curbs beveled curbs basically i've read they're just apex curbs um at turns <laughs> four eight ten eleven seventeen and twenty three 
what that means, I don't think a huge amount. Um, but yeah, I think visibility is the really key thing for this track. Yeah, it is. And the, that's one thing the drivers really pointed out the first time they drove this track. The, the, the F1 game, I remember thinking like, this is, this is a crazy circuit. And I can't believe that when we actually got to Saudi in 2021, seeing it for the first time, it was exactly like it was in the game, thinking that it's walls lining the entire track. You're flying into corners. You can't see what's around the corners. And that is the big sort of thing that the drivers really spoke about uh, when we were there in 2021. And I guess the reason they haven't been able to change it is the fact that it was the penultimate round in 2021 and the second round in 2022. So they haven't had that nice amount of time to change it so it's nice that they have actually taken that driver feedback on board uh, when they've had essentially a year to to fix things but what i would say and you, you kind of alluded to it that turns eight and ten it's great that they've pushed that back if that's where the, the hamilton incident was but then uh, is it do they sort of need to do that everywhere are they just going to react when there's an incident because that's not what we want to see because you know if if a really bad accident happens at turn five or six or whatever, it doesn't matter that the turn eight and turn 10 walls have been pushed back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess, you know, you could say that for some tracks, couldn't you anyway, that there's, yeah. of course, it's going to be that level of be danger, accidents, isn't there? Um, which you can't, you know, you can't stop. Um, so yeah, I think it's a step in the right direction. We'll see when, you know, the cars are actually out on track, whether these pushing back of walls and beveled curbs are actually going to help anything. Another sort of change that they've made is, is include rumble lines, which have been placed at turns three, 14, 19, 20, and 21 to essentially stop or try to deter drivers from running wide uh, and to essentially slow them down. Uh, now, it's not none of those sausage curbs like we've seen in Austria uh, from years gone by or anything crazy like that. Just rumble lines to unsettle the car slightly, slow them down, um, and to keep them within track limits, I suppose, as well. Yeah, it's definitely a track limit thing because if you look at those turns on the, the circuit, they're not really turns at all they're basically like uh flat out straights um where you're just kind of slightly turning the wheel but i guess people will uh, always try and gain a little bit of a, an advantage and run it as wide as they can and uh, we've seen in the past that people just use curbs like they're they're part of the track so if you can't can't go on them it's gonna stop people trying to get that little advantage but um i guess they're the smaller smaller changes compared to the visibility which is the the big thing so will it improve the safety that's the big question we asked some of you uh, for your thoughts on the circuit first one comes in from full chicanery the track is on the edge of being too dangerous but that adds to the excitement drivers are on the absolute limit especially during qualifying two out of two races so far have been bangers and if it was in europe instead of saudi arabia it would probably be a top five circuit on the calendar I, I think I agree with pretty much all of that, realistically. I think that even with the fact that it is in Saudi Arabia, I think a lot of people, well, clearly according to the poll, um, at least rate this this circuit in some way. Um, so, yeah, it's high-octane action. We'll see if it delivers three out of three. We had, for example, Baku. Baku was insane for the first few and then has kind of simmered out a little bit over the last few years. Uh, so we'll see. But it has all the characteristics for just a ridiculous race. We don't, we can't rely on rain, but we have the unpredictability <laughs> of a 
ridiculously fast circuit. If it does feel like Baku in the sense that you're relying on a safety car or an incident, I think even though the races have been bangers, I kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have been maybe you get to sort of 15, 20 laps. And until you get that first incident, not really much is going on. And you're like, oh, this circuit actually is a bit rubbish. And then you just have one safety car. It shakes up. You get a safety car restart. Get a red flag. Um, get a red flag. Um, have a grid know, positions get... being messed up. And <laughs> Max Verstappen uh, taking liberties of what he could do in, in the first turn. And uh, suddenly you get a banging race again. Uh, and then equally, last last year, the, the battle between Max and Charles was absolutely incredible. So it, it's one of those races where you need a bit of spice adding to it. Uh, I feel like it will be very much like Baku where we will get one race, maybe it's this year, uh, where not a lot happens and you go, oh, actually, what, what's going on here? And then you know, the year after you might get, it, it's always going to be one of those races where you get either six safety cars or none. <laughs> and that's exactly why Baku, I think, has maybe changed a little bit because it's not, not quite been the same in recent years because it's missed that chaos And I certainly think we might need a safety car if anyone is going to catch Max Verstappen. (laughs) Thanks, Tommy, for ruining the season already for being a Max fanboy. Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Next comment comes in from Thomas Andrews 01. I think it's a great spectacle and we have had two very good races there, but I just feel like a high-speed narrow street circuit with blind corners is just a massive accident waiting to happen. I was I was completely of this opinion over the first two years. I think that we were very lucky to to get away with you know, pretty much not having an, an aeroplane crash like, you know, Valencia all those years ago with Mark Webber and was it Kovalainen, I think it was, um, yeah, into yeah. the catering. Obviously, that wasn't necessarily the track, but that's the kind of incident you can't, you, you may even expect from from this uh, dangerous circuit. But uh, they have made changes, and I think it is definitely in the right uh, direction. It's just whether it'll be enough, because I'm sure that, as you say, the driver's very outspoken that, that when they first race there. I'm sure they will feed back uh, again this year as well. It's one of those things as well. Modern Formula One, one thing that really annoys me about modern modern F1 is that we get this situation where people essentially dawdle around in qualifying. And we saw it in Monza, didn't we, where people want to get a slipstream and they slow down as much as possible and they don't really push until the last second and they build a gap and it only takes one car doing their flat out lap while another six cars are waiting at the final corner Uh, and these could be blind corners that you're going to have a really horrendous incident and the the race engineers are going to have to be like on point to uh to let them know where where the traffic is because if you're flying around turns 22 23 24 for example and there's cars slowing down to try and build a gap uh like you say it is that it's that plane crash waiting to happen and they're the scary incidents where you've got the the speed uh, deficit between two cars that's when when things go badly wrong exactly and you know as you say it was so important for the the radio engineers to be feeding back to the drivers at all times and i think as well weren't they not allowed to slow down in a certain segment of the track last year in qualifying they had which i don't think is ever policed properly every time 
they have put out the you rule of nope, the drivers can't slow down in this area of the track, and then you just see this litter of cars all going slowly, getting ready for their for their lap anyway. And it doesn't seem like anyone's ever penalised either. Uh, I suppose part of that is just the nature of qualifying. Like, okay, don't slow down in this area of the track, but if you have four cars in very close to each other, you're going to naturally slow down. So qualifying, in my opinion, is much more dangerous than the race in in some ways, just purely because of that difference in speed. Of course, if in the race there is a car that's had an accident, of course, that is even more dangerous. But realistically, there's a lot more events and potential incidents uh, that could happen in qualifying, especially in Q1. Yeah, I really hope that they they manage to police that. One thing I was actually just thinking that we've not put... uh, in the sheet, I've not actually seen yet, but I'm sure there'll be some news on it soon, is where the DRS zones are going to be, because that's quite a fascinating part of Saudi is that DRS we've had chicken. for the last, yeah, DRS chicken for the last two years. And it seemed like, oh, is this going to be a ridiculous thing that's going to happen in Formula One? But no, it's just the, the nature of Saudi and how it how it works, because realistically, it's only happened twice in recent years, and it's both been Saudi. And it's both in Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, You'll have to have a fight for the lead for to, to have DRS chicken. No. Well, actually, no, to be fair, yeah, I, mean, true. I mean, that we would actually t- properly like stand up on our seats and be like, oh my God, is the battle for the lead and DRS chicken. Although I can't wait for Fernando Alonso to DRS chicken someone like Lewis Hamilton and then uh, gets the podium and everyone's up in arms about it. It's uh, it's, oh, it's weird. Like, one, part of me is like, oh, it's so ridiculous. And the other part is like, well, that's just... It's just a it's just a great watch. Like it's, it, I'm kind yeah. of split because I'm like a massive hardcore love racing whatever. But then on the other side, I'm going well. If we didn't have this crazy DRS chicken, would we actually have as much controversy and drama? Probably not. Well, the Charles the Charles and Max battle, for for example, it would have just been Max just going past, and it was such a ridiculous situation. It did. There was part of me, yeah, that was like, this is a bit embarrassing. It's almost like making a mockery of what drs is because you don't if drs didn't exist you'd never see a driver not trying to pass another driver and getting essentially a a pass like why would you not want to pass them but the unique kind of way drs is is you now get this this kind of situation where you don't want to pass them because the other person just gets drs right on the very next and it's quite a long start finish straight as well into a into a nice braking zone and that's what we saw with with Leclerc and Verstappen. Oh, let's not forget as well Verstappen and Hamilton in 2021 caused one of the one of the most controversial moments in recent history where uh, Verstappen was like no I don't I I come past break and yeah uh, yeah, that caused us to go into the final race level on points so it's obviously as you say been no news about whether they're going to change it or not we'll keep an eye on that they might even just add four more drs zones like australia do and they're just like yeah just let's just have the whole lap as a drs zone that would be that would be quite something but do you would you hope they kept it the drs what where it is so we we can have exactly where it is yes i think so i think actually this season might need it (laughs) i think i think if it had happened every race after saudi i'd have said nah this this needs to change they need to do something about it but maybe that it's one only this one race it? yeah one race where it's a bit silly although we've just been complaining about the <laughs> deficit between cars and then you've essentially got a situation where people try and go slow deliberately um 
We'll see. There is an element of danger for sure with it, um, but I feel like it's not it's not a two hundred mile an hour versus a thirty mile an hour no, car, no. is it? It's 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 silly. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Let us know actually in the comments if you're on YouTube or via audio, social media, whatever you want to do. Uh, hashtag P1 as well. Get 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 those in because uh, uh, you may well feature in funniest tweets if it's a, it's a funny thing uh, later on this weekend. So that pretty much sums it up, Tommy. The only other thing was that mentioning the incidents that we have seen at Saudi Arabia so far, and forgive us if we have missed one out, but Leclerc in free practice, let's not talk about that. Let's move on very swiftly. Uh, <laughs> Mick Schumacher crashed in the race in 2021 and crashed in qualifying in 2022. I think he might actually be happy that he's not racing around the Jeddah Cornish circuit this yeah. year, probably. And of course, you mentioned earlier the pileup that we had in 2021. Um, and that's pretty much it yeah other than in terms of like high speed big yeah. crashes i can't can't think of any more um in formula one at least but yeah fingers crossed we just get an exciting slipstream battle and don't have to worry about about these smashes for first are you saying a slipstream battle for first tommy wow well, you your, your hopes up is it yeah i mean it is race week <laughs> if you're a Ferrari fan I was actually really glad that it wasn't a race last weekend because I I wasn't ready I I needed another week just to therapy just to I couldn't you know I just healed over the off season and then boom literally Uh, and then let's see let's see if Leclerc gets an engine penalty for for the second race of the season if he does you will not be hearing from me this entire weekend Um, but there you go Tommy what is your final thoughts my final thoughts are I've just remembered that we need to mention that we're doing a live show if you missed it before and you can yeah get get tickets we'll put the link in the description for the pre-sale for them and you'll be notified when it goes live in London. You may also hear a random ad read in the middle of this saying about our live show, so Tommy's final thoughts will be completely irrelevant because we (laughs) definitely need to say about the live show earlier than at the end of final thoughts. So ignore Tommy's thing. Tommy has some great final thoughts. Yada, yada, yada. Max Verstappen's amazing. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Please come to our live show if you are around London or if you want to travel to London on the 6th of April. Okay, 6th of April, Leicester Square. We'll have more details going out soon. But as you say, Tommy, we've got the link to signing up for the pre-sale in the episode description as well as on social media it's going to be amazing i can't wait to do it and uh, yeah we'll see you very soon for another podcast bye tommy why are you bending over oh it's because frank's there he's got a wire on his head (laughs) bye bye yawn if tommy's washed (laughs) yes (laughs) P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.